0: Before we get started, why don't we give these guys a hand of applause? I don't think we do that enough. Thank you, sir. It's great to come in and have people lead you to the throne room of God. So um, today, where I've got things on my mind. Today is the Thanksgiving meal. Everybody's aware of that, right? So we're going to talk quick. That way you can get out of here quick. That way you can get back here quick. That way you can eat quick. So I, I can, like I talked last time, Kind of lots of things in my mind revolve around food. So we're just going to, if you guys will listen quick, I will talk quick, and I promise we'll get out of here quick. So something that has been on my heart for the last couple of weeks is um, if I would call a, a sermon title for this, it would be the cheap seats. So as a young kid, I don't know how old I was, uh, the first Cardinals game that I ever experienced um, I got really excited. I didn't really watch sports growing up. So uh, the first first experience I ever had with the Cardinals game, I'm really, really, really pumped. And was probably about this young man's height here. And so I was really, really excited um, to just, just come and get to partake, you know. So we climbed the steps and we climbed the steps. We climbed the steps. We climbed the steps. And as I sat down, there was a brick wall right here. And so I was really excited about this view to get to see all these famous people in person. I thought this is going to be awesome. And I got to see them in person through binoculars. And I really wasn't great at holding binoculars at my age. And honestly, I've always had a little bit of a problem looking through binoculars. So then I even got to the point where I couldn't even look through the binoculars like two eyes at a time. So I was having to hold it one eye at a time because I couldn't get it to focus the other way. And so I'd be zooming in. That guy's number is nine, I think. Who's number nine? I don't know. I can't read what the what the letters are above it. So, I kind of got this, I guess, thought then that going and seeing the live event wasn't near as good as just watching it on TV, which like I said, I never really watched many sports anyways, so it really wasn't a major disappointment, but what it dawned on me is I look back and I, I think of stories like that, a lot of times our perspective perspective of what we think it is, uh, changes by what value we put on things. So a couple times ago, I brought some props and flipped a table. We're not doing that tonight, there yeah, this morning. This is another prop that I brought. This is Charmin, by the way, not to be mistaken with the five million rolls it ends up in my yard every year, that... Um, crystal your dad mom get to put up with all day Because the great thing is when you tps you probably tp the nights as well uh, it kind of blows that way and this is bounty and the reason that i brought those is because everybody's used gas station toilet paper before right there's a difference thank you <laughs> there's a difference everybody has used gas station paper towels There's a difference. You blow your nose with this, eh, okay. You blow your nose with gas station paper towels, you're like, I just use sandpaper. There's a difference in a lot of times what we buy as to what we get. Not always, but a lot of times there is. So later in life, um, as the boys got a little older, uh, I found them asking to go to Cardinals games. And so what I found out was that if you wait kind of till the last minute sometimes, you can purchase a ticket like hours before the game, and it's not a high price ticket, but you get a really good value ticket out of it. And so as I found these things out, I found out that sometimes if you play your cards right, you can actually get a really good seat for not a lot of money. So it's not always the price that you pay is to what you get, but there's always value depending on what you put into it, okay? So as I th- think of perishables like this, you know, um, it's if you told me that this is five dollars a roll and gas station toilet paper was a dollar a roll, I'm paying five bucks a roll. It's that simple. Because it's worth that on some of the things that we use and we consume. So just as a whole, if you think um as what we kind of have a perception of of where value is, just be thinking about that this morning. So in our life, cheap seats uh kind of changes our perspective on what this is. Uh, for the most part, and this isn't anything against anybody, this is just, I'm, I'm, I'm I guess, kind of making a little bit of a statement here. So the front row, this, this main midsection right here, there's not a soul here. And for the most part, normally, and my brother's in the back row, so I'm going to pick on him because he can't really get mad at me. He's got to love me no matter what. <laughs> He's in the back row. So which is the good seats here? Is it the front and center or is it the back? It's all in your perspective, and it's nothing about this is not picking on anybody where they sit, so don't take any offense on it. You can get offended a lot of other things. Don't take offense to this, but I went to a concert the other night. The boys love this guy that we went to go see in concert. I honestly, I've made it 42 years of my life, never really listened to country music, probably still not necessarily going to happen, but... As we, as we get there, as we roll in, and there's some people that's, that's here that I've already spoke to as well, some of them got there as early as 3 o'clock in the afternoon to make sure that they got the best of the best of the best. And as we rolled in, we sat there, and I listened through the concert list or whatever, you want the songs they sing. I did not know the single word to a single song, except for in between bands at one point in time, they played a little Def Leppard and a little Bon Jovi. I knew them. So, I've made it all my life, never really known any of the country music songs, but I enjoyed the concert. The concert as a whole is a great concert. Uh, Lots of high energy, lots of fun, and people around me had a lot of fun, you know. But once again, it resounded this as where do we put our worth? What are we pouring ourselves into? And we can find this lot of, lot of things that are great to pour ourselves into. Uh, My youngest is sitting back here. I don't know how in the world he knows sports stats the way that he does. My oldest is sitting right next to him. I, for the life of me, don't understand how you play chords on a guitar because they put their time and effort into those things. There's lots of great things that you can put your time and effort into that isn't bad. It's just maybe not as good as what we could be doing if we put our sights on everything that we should do. The last song that Jamie sung there, I Will Build My Life, kind of resounds, and it's, it's amazing how many times this works. His song set lines perfectly uh, with what we're going to talk about this morning. I Will Build My Life, and You're Worthy. Literally everything that we do means He is worthy. So if you don't care to bring up the, the first verses here, turn my Bible. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives a prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And, every, and everyone who competes for the prize and is temperate in all things. Now they do, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run, this, uh, therefore I run thus not with uncertainty. Thus I fight as, uh, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it to subjection lest when I have preached to others, I myself would become disqualified. We're all invited, okay? Everyone that has ever been born is invited to God's salvation. That's not the race, okay? Salvation is a gift. Everybody in in today's world, in 2022, I promise you, everybody is, is familiar with everybody gets a prize, Okay? God created us. He's given us the opportunity for eternal life. That's not what we're talking about here today. I'm talking to the Christian, to the one that said, yes, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to save me from my sin. I want you to free me from who I am and build my life as to who you want me to be. This is who I'm talking to right here. The race that we we are partaking in is not just a participant-only thing you can show up to a race, you can get there, and you can sit down on the, finish, or on the start line and then walk over to the finish line and not compete at all, and you can say that you did you did your due diligence. And that's what a lot of us are doing as the Christian walk. We show up, we're waiting for the trophy time, so we've got to be there for it to start, now give me the trophy so that way I can leave. I'm talking about the person that gets up and trains, the person that gets up and reads and thrives and tries everything that they can to pour themselves out, knowing that at the end of the game, at the end of the race, at the end of life, I had nothing left to pour out. To, this last week we've, we uh, celebrated what we call Veterans Day. It's where we honor people that served us to give us the freedom, to give us the things that we appreciate the most. And the best way that we can serve them, the best way that we can honor them, is to keep it pure and true is exactly what they laid their life down for. The best way that we can do that is to take care of it just the way that they wanted us to, to protect it at all costs. And just the same way with our Savior that bought us at a very high price, the best way that we can give him honor, the best way that this is not about earning your way into heaven, but the best way that we can get and, and receive a closer relationship with him is to pour ourself out each and every day to make his name known, to bring others to Christ, to bring people to the hospital that the church should be. That's the best thing that we can do. You're guaranteed salvation as soon as you ask for it and you ask for forgiveness of your sins, okay? You've got that. But the crown, the prize, the, 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 what you earn is totally separate from that. And what we pour into is normally what we get out of. When we buy 50-cent roll we get a 50 cent roll. It's that simple. When we buy a $5 roll of Charmin or a 50 cent roll of gas station toilet paper, most generally we get what we pay for. There's some things in life that I I promise you, you have evaluated the exact same way, whether it's phones, TVs, seats at the concert, um, whatever it is, we've put value on this and, and we even evaluate what is the best deal. What should I go for Uh, I actually saw a marketing technique one time that uh, they give you the base model for $50 a month, or they give you the mid-grade model for $125 a month, or they give you both for $125 a month. And what they said in that was that everybody went to either the base model or the everything model because nobody looked at the middle that was the same price for only half the value. And people are asking, why do they do that? Well, it makes no sense. Why would I pay $125 for only half of what I'm getting for the other? Because it's the same price. And we all sit in here and we process that. Well, that's it's kind of crazy because they put this middle one in there for no reason. No one ever is going to buy the middle one. But what they did is they put a value on half of the subscription. So if you get a for $50 a month, or you get B for $125 a month, or you get A and B for the same price of $125, what they did is they calculated in their head, well, if I'm gonna spend any more than $50 a month, then I want it all. Well, you know how, really, really quick, we know how to put value on things. Most generally, I just feel like we probably get a little sidetracked on what we put our value in. We'll let that sink in just for a second. So what do we put our value in as life today? Is it family? Is it work? Is it building a retirement? Is it friends? Social status? There's lots of things. Not even saying that they're bad. Just saying that they're not as good as what he has wrapped up for us. So let's go ahead and go to the next next verses here in 2 Corinthians. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, focus on that, the light affliction, uh, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at these things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So go back one slide if you don't care. Uh, for our light affliction and the weight of glory. It's putting it in perspective. So whenever I think of our, my house, I think of, um, how we built it. Like I know exactly what it takes to make it, make it work. And I also know that if a fire comes, if a flood comes, if a tornado comes, all that stuff can be destroyed in seconds, in mere seconds. And we built it the best we could build it. But it's at my standards. It's in the realm of what I can think and what I can process. I built it as strong as I could and that I could afford at the time, but it's still not eternally, I guess, built on a foundation of, of eternity. It's not going to be here for forever. The things that are going to be here for forever is whenever you take the time to love on your, your friend or your enemy, to love on your neighbor or somebody across the country. Jake is in Mexico right now loving on people that he has no idea who they are and probably can't even say their name. Just like lots of people. Jared spoke last Sunday. Um, Leon spoke last Sunday talking about doing the same thing. They're putting their eternal into works here. I'm planning today for when I'm going to leave this world. So just just remember this. As we put things in perspective, as we think about what life holds and what we're going to do tomorrow and what we're going to do the next day, uh, as soon as the first service was over, I, I got a text on my phone from a, uh, from a young lady, and it, it, sh- it went through the average person. I think it was two and a half hours a day that they spend on social media and four hours a day they spend watching videos. And I'd actually kind of put this all together, but I decided I wouldn't use it, but since she put that out there, I felt like I probably ought to share it. You think about our average work week for people that just have like a Monday through Friday job, that, like, if there's such a thing as a normal job, it's a 40-hour week. There's 168 hours in a week, so you spend a fourth of your life essentially working. And I don't know how many people sleep eight hours a day. I don't know if that's the norm. It's never been the norm in my life, but... You know, let's just let's figure five to six hours. That's another forty hours. So now you're up to half of your life that you spend sleeping and working. What do you do with the other half? Well, just said right there, it looks like about half of it's probably spent um, just viewing and taking things in. And so one of the things that I would thought of is I, I think a lot of the times we get caught up on washing and waxing our car instead of knocking the dust off of our Bible. I feel like we spend a lot of time bringing in and soaking up things that are for the here and the now, the temporary, the tent that we live in, this little perishable thing that we walk around in called the flesh, that we build it up for that, all that we can. That's not what it's about. So let's go to the next verses here. For we know that if our earthly house, is, is this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house that is not made with hands, eternal in the heavens for, this, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If we put on what he gives us, how do we get that? How do I get the clothing from heaven? How do I get that? How do I attain that? How do I get the, the mansion in heaven? We've all sung the song, you know, that he's got a, he's got a mansion in, in eternity for me, in heaven for me, just waiting for me. How do we get the mansion? How do we not get the little outhouse and we get the mansion instead? It matters what you do here as to what you receive there. Remember, the gift—the gift is eternal life—but the prize is this: what you get out of it, the investment return. Is anybody in here ever planned for retirement? I'm thinking about it more and more all the time. Nobody in here is reti- planning for retirement. Ah, there's a few more people. Why are we planning for retirement? Because one of these days, even though we're old, we're going to get older. And one of these days, we want to slow down. We don't want to work as hard. We don't want to have to worry about where the money is going to come from, okay? What we do for our eternal um, retirement matters today just as much as that. Or is it more so? So think about this. There was a We actually talked about this in the first service and... Um, We've talked about it quite a bit this last weekend, actually. Uh, there was something that kind of perplexed several boys that I was around this last weekend. And, and I think it almost equally perplexed some of the girls because of perspective, because of what we put our mind to immediately as soon as we hear it, okay? This is, a, this is where everybody has to participate. There's a couple boys in the room already smiling because they know where this is going. How many guys, as soon as I tell you what this is, how many guys in the room will raise your right hand and say, yes, I want to eat that? As soon as I say it, I'm just going to ask you to raise your right hand, okay? Peanut butter lasagna. Raise your right hand if you want some. Not a soul. Dave Doxer should have come to the second service. He was the only guy in the first service, okay? Girls in the room, how many people want some peanut butter lasagna? One, two, three, four, five, six. So close to ten, okay? Do you know why? Most people can't kind of comprehend what this is because I heard somebody brag about the fact that when they got home yesterday, they were going to get to eat the, the rest of the peanut butter lasagna. Super excited. Every guy in the room has this look of disgust on their face of like, I think I just threw up in my mouth. Like that sounds like the most disgusting thing I could ever think of eating. And so as every guy in the room is, is giving these dirty, really disgusting looks. It dawned on me, what do I think peanut butter to lasagna is? So in my mind, it's lasagna noodles, meat, cheese, <laughs> tomato sauce, and somehow you put peanut butter in it. Every teenage boy that I asked yesterday had the exact same recipe, okay? Okay. It has nothing to do with any of those other than, than peanut butter. It actually sounds like a triple treat kind of a deal, but it's very much layered peanut butter and all kinds of great, great ingredients. It makes me really, really hungry. I'm hoping maybe it'll show up. I talked about it at first service and second service. Maybe it'll show up for, for Thanksgiving tonight. I normally eat the, oh, uh, desserts first. So normally I get to have some of those before I get anything else. So I'm, I'm putting a plug in there if you haven't noticed. But nonetheless, as we think about this everyone in the room simply because of its name pretty much ruled it out just because it's what i envisioned i envisioned my life every week to be one thing and depending on how it goes it turns up to be sometimes exactly uh, never exactly sorry sometimes halfway close to that and sometimes not at all And it all depends on what we do. And so as a business owner, I feel like I put out fires like a fireman, like on a daily basis. What do we do here? Because this went wrong. And because that went wrong, then we have to do this. And so it's always ever-changing, ever-moving. And so it doesn't matter what I had in my mind that I wanted to do. What matters is this is what I ended up doing instead. And most of us, if the truth is told, did not get up that morning planning to spend two and a half hours on social media, four hours on TikTok or TikTok or YouTube or whatever you want to call it. Most of us didn't intend to that. Most of us didn't get up that day planning to have a flat tire that messed up our plans. Most of us did not intend for all those things. And so it's not that those are necessarily, like I said, a bad thing. It's just that if we don't prioritize, if I don't say yes to this and no to that, it's not a priority. Because every time I say yes to something, most generally I say no to something else. Has anybody ever watched a movie late at night knowing, oh, man, I've got to get up in the morning, but I just really want to finish it. So every time that you watch a few more minutes, you know the next morning you're going to be that much more tired, and you're going to pay for it all day, but you should go ahead and do it anyways because you've got to finish the movie. Every time that you said yes to that, you said no to sleep. It's not a bad thing. Hallmark movies are great. Maybe, 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 maybe that's what, what changed uh, change your perspective for the day? I don't know. Um, I did find out, though, most Hallmark movies are in Illinois and California. I think they have similar things going on, so I'm not sure Hallmark's maybe the best thing in the world to watch anymore. But We, we put on priorities. We put on value to the best of our knowledge. And our knowledge is not what should be changing that. The Bible and through our prayer life, getting to spend time with Him, he will guide us into exactly what it is that we want to do and get to do and get to honor him. You can look at me really, really quick and see that the race that I'm going to run probably does not involve 5Ks. Okay, That's probably not what he's created me for. Picking up, uh, picking up a bunch of shingles and hauling them up on a roof is probably more my speed than taking off and running five, 5 miles. It's just probably not going to happen unless somebody's going to run behind me and bring me oxygen. He's created you specifically with the skill set that you need. The great thing is when we read these, it talks about what this gift is going to be. And so we give the gift that we have to those around us. In a few months, we're going to have Brother John, that was our pastor here for quite some time, um, speak at a revival. And so a couple months ago, we started, or maybe a month and a half ago, uh, we started a series in the youth. Uh, About revival, what revival is, what it looks like, and I did that specifically because I wanted our kids to have fair warning to be ready to spread the gospel. I also, in a couple a couple weeks ago, accepted a challenge that if the kids got to be 55 uh, students um, of junior high and high school age during our hayride, just to just to bring as an outreach that I would wear a mustache. So in a couple weeks, when you see me walking around with a mustache. You will know it has nothing to do with what I want on my face. My wife gasped the one time for five minutes that I had a mustache. I don't think anything's the matter with a mustache. She just didn't like it on me. So as I do that, I'm reminded every day, so many of these things are temporary. Lucas is sitting in the balcony. I picked on him in the first service as well. We walked to, to Mimo's in the Chinese restaurant in big inflatable sumo suits. Everybody laughing and pointing and and making fun of us. But it was for nothing. It was for temporary, just to make sure we had a promo video to let kids know that it's not about our pride. It's not about my self-worth here. It's about motivating you to do whatever it is that you need to be doing that God has called you to do to make sure that you fulfill your goals, to make sure that you run your race in a way that's worthy. It's what working with teenagers or a church either one is like. It's absolutely, completely, and totally exhausting and humiliating 90% of the time. But it's worth it. Jake is in Mexico right now building a house. He's exhausted. He spent time and money to go down there. He said yes to something. It's my prayer that there's eternal results because of, he, of him answering the call to say yes. And so remember that is anytime that we say yes to something, we say no to something. Make sure you put value on what it is. Make sure you don't sell yourself out for some uh, El Cheapo stuff instead of the Charmin, the real deal. So I'm going to ask a friend of mine to come up here, and um, and the altar call is going to start early. And it's simply because I want you to participate a little bit more in the altar call. So as he begins to, uh, to get set up and ready, I told you I'd be quick. I don't know what time it is, but yeah, see? Y'all really, really should be proud because you guys are going to beat some of the people to the local restaurants, okay? If I told you if you participate we'd we get through this early, but as he begins to play, um, the song that we sing is no different than the songs that Jamie had picked out. It's very applicable to every part of the message today. He is worthy and he has blessed us. What are we going to do with it and so as he gets set up and, re- and ready, um, I just ask I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer here and Whenever you get done with either your time at the altar or in your chair, either one, I'm just going to ask if everybody would bow their head and, and and pray when we do this. And when you get done, just lift your heads up, and and we're going to sing together as a congregation. We're going to we're going to dismiss uh, singing this song. And I want you to all to participate. Let's get loud and let's let's give him some glory for for what it is. So if everybody would stand, I'll lead you in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord. I desire this morning. I just ask that. In this room, in spite of my silliness, in spite of uh, my lack of, of being um, who you want me to be and who you desire me to be, Lord, that, that the words that we, were, uh, we said this morning would somehow pierce a heart, that you would continue to work in this room, that you would challenge us. If anyone in this room doesn't know you, number one, that they would come to know you today. And number two, if they do know you, we can all draw closer. And then this time of an altar call that people would use this time to to draw close to you, to seek your face uh, and to praise you. Uh, You're worthy of our praise and and that we will end this service uh, worshiping you with everything that we have. And we just ask this in your son's name, amen.